Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is Women's Sports Wednesday, and you're listening to Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. So today I'm going to dive into just a quick uh, update, and then um, I'm going to have a point about uh, women basketball when it comes to the pay scale and what they need to do to potentially, or what they are trying to do, what the WNBA is trying to do to pay their players. So my first sports update for today is Brianna uh, Stewart of the Seattle Storm, a forward, uh, who was a great Connecticut player and also a great professional player. She um, she was injured. She was injured this past uh, weekend, and um, it's something serious. Um, I believe that uh, the report is saying that she's going to miss the entirety of the upcoming season because she tore her Achilles tendon when she basically made a jump shot or she was attempting a jump shot, and then she landed on a Brianna, Brittany Griner's foot, and she was uh, on the floor in pain. She was playing for the Dynamo Kursk in Russia for the EuroLeague title. And one of the things that I think about when I think about this injury is how much the WNBA uh, lost a potential superstar for the next season. And uh, I hope that the injury that she has that she'll be able to recover quickly and that she'll be able to play next, well, not this coming up season, but the next season after that. Um, you know, recently DeMarcus Cousins uh, re-injured um, himself. And so what I would say is, I would say to Brianna Stewart, take your time. If you have to sit out a year in the, or sit out potentially two to make sure you you save yourself, you need to do it because you're still playing. She's still playing in a rookie contract. And I believe that she's getting like forty six thousand. And um, when I think about that, that's really sad. I mean, this lady, she's balling out twenty one and eight rebounds per game. She not only led the Seattle Storm to a WNBA title, she was the MVP and the Finals MVP. And she was playing in a rookie contract where she was making forty. Oh, right here it says she was on a, she was set to make 64,000. But she's, but rookies usually make, but rookies make 40 to 50. So she was set to make 64,000 for her upcoming season with the WNBA. But because she was injured, she, you know, I'm not sure. Hopefully they'll still be able to pay her. Cause I mean, she was an MVP. How are you not going to pay your MVP that just led you to a title? And not give her some money just because she's coming for injury. So I, I believe that they'll they'll pay her. There's there's no way that they wouldn't pay her. They're not going to cut her. She's one of the most valuable players on the Seattle Storm in, in basketball. But when I think about this injury, I think I really think about you know this kind of reminds me of Paul George when Paul George was uh, participating in the UC, the USA Olympics and he uh, basically broke his leg. Uh, it was it was an Olympic. It wasn't even an Olympic game or anything. It was just practice. It was a scrimmage game, and he just you, if you you could watch it on YouTube if you like it. If if you don't like graphic stuff, you shouldn't watch it. But it was crazy, and um, but for me, I look at it and I say, if the WNBA paid enough, if the WNBA players got enough paper, they wouldn't have to go overseas, and she wouldn't have potentially have gotten that Achilles tendon ruining. Seattle season. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably do fine since they won a title, but 
they won't do enough to win it again or even reach to that same level that they did last year. And it's unfortunate to see. These are some of the issues that the WNBA has to face. They have to go and play in two different leagues to make money. And in a market where the overseas business is not making as much money as what they thought. There was a Turkey uh, franchise that got shot down. And the fact of the matter is there's only 12 NBA franchises in basketball, in women's professional sports. So there's got to be ways where we can make some money. Here's some, here's some statistics about the average pay scale for women. The highest average pay scale is the Phoenix Murray, and they pay 84000 84, The Los Angeles Sparks, they pay 85500 Dallas Wings, 85300 and then the lowest is the Las Vegas Aces, and they average sixty nine point two two six thousand. I mean, that's what that's what these ladies are getting paid, okay? And even one of the greatest, and to me, one of the greatest, the greatest player in my era, uh, in my opinion, was Deanna Taurasi, and she played, and she's thirty six years old, and she uh she talked about how she was uh actually getting more money in a in a communist country than she was in in America. And she kind of chuckled about it. But one of the things that she was talking about for Aja, Aja Wilson was, hey, look, we've got to, uh, she wants them to be able to stay in America and influence the game. And there was an article that was done by Forbes. Uh, I forgot the uh, author's, uh, the writer's name of it. But basically his point was the gate, the, the, um, the gap scale between WNBA and the NBA is totally different. So the, the NBA, it's uh 50-50. And then for the WNBA, it's 20. The WNBA, they only it's 20, 22. The, the the professional women only get 22% of of the scale when it comes to owners and players. Okay, that's pathetic. Now, granted, uh franchises have been there's always a threat of being folded. And so owners want to, you know, take advantage of their investment because they did invest millions and millions of dollars in a business that there are a certain amount of people that don't watch their games or don't go to their games. So it's definitely a risk to, to own a WNBA team. But there's got to be ways where we can help elevate the WNBA so we don't have these professional women, women who are are great at basketball, women who are passionate about the game. We should be able to find ways where these women can be able to play a game they love and get paid for it. Okay, I'm not saying, now granted, the, the NBA is going to make more money because look, the NBA has been the game much longer. It's been the, the WNBA opened up in 1997. Okay. So it's a relatively new league. It's not old. It's new, but there definitely needs to be ways where the WNBA, you know, needs to, to improve on for me. Now, granted marketing is, is not something that, you know, maybe some people say, well, marketing that just because you market doesn't mean you'll blow up. But for me, if I'm WNBA, I'm thinking culture, you know, make it where, you have a little girl dreaming about being a a, a ball player in a, in a you know she's looking up to Maya Moore she's looking up to Brianna Stewart or any of these WNBA players and then she, you know the, the the there's a WNBA player like teaching her the game of basketball or going to different you know what I mean having like a commercial like that or going to different schools and 
teaching women about the game because like at the end of the day um there will be a certain amount of men that will will watch the WNBA but I feel like with the wave of uh the influence of women and we're living in, a, in an environment where women are more impactful when it comes to uh, jobs and leadership positions in college and stuff like that. The WNBA needs to, uh, in my opinion, well, not just the WNBA, women in general, I believe, uh, should be more interested in watching other women play professional sports. And I think the way to do that is to like have programs that WNBA's teams or whatever league you're in or whatever sport to go to schools, public, private, charter, whatever, and try to create a, a platform to where young girls can see it's cool, to see where they can be themselves, to see where they can have refuge. You know, a lot of ball players when, when they're playing basketball, it's like their refuge, it's like their safe haven. And so if there's a way where uh WNBA players can influence younger generations you know like uh the nba always has like the stuff where they're reaching out to kids or whatever and they put that out there there's ways where we let w the wnba can make money and i truly believe that it could be a potential for them in that way i just hope that they get there because i don't want to see the wnba fold i want to i want to be able to see the wnba thrive okay because right now um the way that i see it is WNBA teams have been struggling. I mean, they've been struggling. There was a team that the Houston, there was a team in Houston that got that was folded and they won four championships. Okay, that does not need to happen. And so there's got to be ways where we can make WNBA enjoyable. And I believe that it starts with women. And I believe the way it starts is you got to start at a younger age and you need to be able to commercials, uh, TV, music. You got to find ways where you can make WNBA um, relevant and fun because it is relevant from the perspective of the player and from the fans that are already there. But to a way where we can make it to almost mainstream because we're living in a, in a society where we're seeing more women empowerment. So why not women empowerment in sports? So this is Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain on Women's Sports Wednesday. Y'all have a good one.